We are so thankful that you have decided to join us for this week's message. We continue with our third installment of Jonah, as Trey teaches on the subject of the second time. Jonah has messed up his calling pretty bad at this point, that God is putting things back in place to give him a second chance. So let's check it out and see how Jonah is going to handle things the second time around. And chapter 3 is where we're going to be at tonight as we start the third week of our study that is looking into the life of the prophet Jonah. And I really hope that you've allowed God to teach you some things through his life. Uh, When we first met Jonah, we saw God place a calling on his life to go to the city of Nineveh and to call out against it, but Jonah didn't think that was the best idea. Uh, So he decided that he was going to run from his calling, which resulted in him ending up in the belly of a fish. And while there, we talked about how Jonah had time to reflect and to repent. And when we left him last time, God had caused the fish to vomit Jonah up onto the beach, which I guess is better than being shot out of the other end. Uh, So tonight, we're just going to pick up the narrative right there. Jonah, fresh out of the fish, is standing on the bank, cleaning up a little when this happens. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. I want to speak to you tonight from the subject of the second time. Have you ever wanted a second chance at something? Some people might want a second chance at high school. Some people might want a second chance here in a year or two at college. Some people might want a second chance at achieving a dream. Some might want a second chance at a failed marriage. Some might want a second chance at being a parent. Some people might want a second chance at restoring a ruined relationship or a ruined friendship. Typically, if we desire to have a second chance at something, it's because the first time didn't work out like we wanted it to. Typically, there's some form of regret inside of us from a missed opportunity, wishing that we had done things differently the first time around, an opportunity to learn from the mistakes and the experiences so that we can go back and do it better the second time. Jonah has made some awful decisions. Jonah has made some terrible mistakes. He's denied his calling. He's ran from God's presence. The text tells us that then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. I haven't been able to get past those three words ever since I read chapter 3 a few weeks back. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. God was about to give Jonah that opportunity we so desperately want sometimes, an opportunity to learn from his mistakes and his experiences, a second chance to go back and do it better the second time. So there are some characteristics of that second time that I want to share with you guys tonight. And the first is that Jonah is hearing the same calling. So we're on the second time around, but the first thing that we notice is that Jonah is still hearing the same calling. Go back and look at verse 2. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, and this is what God said. He said, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. If you go back to chapter 1, when God first spoke to Jonah, you would find the same 
words. He calls out to Jonah. He says, Jonah, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it. That was the first time. Jonah decided to run. Jonah decided he didn't like that calling, so he was going to go in the opposite direction. Here in chapter 3, we're on the second time around, and the calling comes back again, and it's the exact same as it was the first time when Jonah decided to run from it. Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it. Listen to me. Just because you may not care for the calling doesn't mean that God is going to change it. Just because you may want to run from the calling doesn't mean that God is going to replace it. God doesn't form the calling to fit the called. He forms the called to fit the calling. And that's what he's doing in Jonah's life. And Jonah has done nothing to deserve a second chance. Absolutely nothing. He's ran from God's presence. He's openly rebelled against his plan for his life. He's done a 180. God said, go this way. Jonah says, okay, I'll go this way. Open disobedience and rebellion to Almighty God. He's sleeping on a ship, running from God's presence in the middle of a storm, and he's completely comfortable with it. The last thing that Jonah deserved was a second chance. But here God is speaking to him a second time. And the object doesn't become about Jonah having a second chance. What gets highlighted in the midst of this narrative is not that God is giving Jonah a second chance, but it's to highlight the grace that God has to give Jonah a second chance. But His grace is not just toward Jonah. His grace is directed towards the Ninevites as well. God is determined to use Jonah. But he's also determined to reach the Ninevites. And I think it somewhat should be encouraging in our lives to know that no matter how bad we might screw things up from time to time, God is so determined to use us for his glory. Why? Because he has a strong determination to get his gospel to the nations. Even though the calling may take a different shape or a different form in your life, it still remains the same. Jonah is hearing the same calling all over again. So you might mess things up your first time around. But that doesn't mean that God's going to change the calling that He's placed upon your life. It's still the same. And it always has been the same. Because it's simply this. God is determined to reach people. That's your calling. If you're a child of God and you're wondering what your calling is in this life of faith, it's to let God use you to reach people. It's that simple. It may take a different form in your life than mine. It may take a different shape in your life than in mine. But the overall calling remains the same. Go and make disciples. Go and reach the world for my namesake. The calling is the same no matter what shape it takes in your life. So many people get so wrapped up in trying to find something so specific about what they think God wants them to do when it's simply just this. 
reach people in the place that He has put you. He's determined that He's going to use you to do it. The second time around, Jonah's hearing the same calling again. There's another characteristic to the second time around for Jonah. And it's not just that he's hearing the same calling, but it's that he's making a different choice. Look back at the text in verse 3. God calls out to Jonah. He tells him to go to Nineveh once more. And the first time, Jonah's reaction wasn't so good. But he's been through some things. He's gone through some hardships. He's been disciplined, and he's learned a little bit of a lesson. So we read in verse 3, So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh. (laughs) Good call, Jonah. you got to keep in mind that the guy's still standing on the bank, you know, rubbing off the the refuse from the inside of the well there. And God's word speaks to him again. He says, all right, Jonah, go to Nineveh. And he says, I got you. Headed there right now. We're good. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Jonah's making a different choice this time around. And the second time around, he's going to choose to be obedient and do as he's commanded instead of being disobedient and rebellious. And that's what second chances are about. Second chances are about not making the same mistakes or the bad decisions that you did the first time around. It's not repeating those same mistakes, those same decisions that you should have learned from previously when the second chance comes back around. It's choosing to do something different. You know what really got Jonah into trouble the first time, if you really think about it? It was his selfishness. Deep down, it really was. It was his own selfishness because ultimately when he chose to run from God's presence, it was a selfish choice that he was making. And anytime we decide that we want to run from God's presence in our life or we want to run from the calling that God has placed upon our lives, ultimately it is nothing more than just a selfish decision. In other words, we're looking back at God and we're saying, that sounds awesome, but I really know what's best for me, so I'm going to take a different route. Instead of Nineveh, I'm going to go to Tarshish. Thanks, God, but it sounds good. And I I know about all that stuff in your word. You know, it talks about how, you know, the plans that you have for my life and the plans to prosper me. And and I know that you're going to work out all things for good in my life because I'm called according to your purpose all that sounds awesome, but I, I got another idea in mind. And, and you know, who, who really knows me better than me? So I, I got some other things in mind, God. I'm going to go check out Tarshish for a little bit and see if you won't maybe change your mind later on down the road and just use me there instead of in Nineveh. Ultimately, it was really just a selfish choice that he was making so Jonah needed a second opportunity why because he had spent the first one on himself he spent his first opportunity on himself and the second time God spoke to his life it brought with it the opportunity for Jonah to make a different choice and I would hope that when God brings second chances when God brings second opportunities into our lives we realize it's an opportunity for us to make a different choice 
that we wouldn't keep repeating the same mistakes, that we wouldn't keep making the same decisions, that we have time and time again that's led us to a dark and damp and lonely place inside the belly of a fish. So Jonah's making a, a different choice the second time around. And then there's another characteristic. This is where it just really gets awesome to look at how God rearranges the mistakes that we make in our lives in order to still bring about His glory, not just in our lives, but in the lives of others. Because this time Jonah is seeing a, a better outcome. He's seeing a better outcome. The first time he decided he was going to run from God's presence when he heard his calling. He decided he's going to make his own choice and go a different way. But this time, the second time around, God's word comes back into his life. And he's hearing the same calling, but he's making a different choice. And now the result is he's going to see a better outcome. Look back in verse 3 in the second part. It says, Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city. And if you were to read that in the actual translation, it would actually read like this. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city to God. In other words, God cared about Nineveh. God had compassion for the people in Nineveh. God wanted His message to get to the city of Nineveh. It was three days' journey in breath. This was no small place. Scholars tell us that it was anywhere from 40 to 60 miles wide. It's a big city. It's a big place. Verse 4, and Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. And they called for a fast and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them to the least of them. And the word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, Let neither man nor beast Herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. And let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. And when God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them. And he did not do it. As soon as Jonah gets to the city, he begins to preach the message that God gave to him. Yet 40 days, Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the text tells us that the people believed God. As soon as Jonah gets into the city, God had already primed the hearts of the people to receive the message that he had to deliver through Jonah. Jonah didn't have to persuade these people. He didn't have to sit down and beg and plead with them to turn from their evil and wicked ways. He walks in and he preaches a five-word message. And everybody begins to repent. Everybody begins to turn from their evil and wicked ways. We're told that they had a nationwide fast. Do you even know what kind of grumbling would probably take place in the church today if Brother Doug got up and said we're going to have a church-wide fast? There would be people pass out because they already had lunch plans that day. They spent the whole sermon sitting there thinking about where they're going to go to lunch and this guy's talking about a church-wide fast. 
But this guy, Jonah, shows up and he preaches a five-word sermon. And these people say, we're done. We'll turn away from that stuff. A nationwide fast is declared. They put on sackcloth. They sat in ashes. It was a sign of repentance and sorrow in those times. Everybody did it. From the highest government official to the stinking livestock running around in the fields. I don't know exactly how they kept the animals from eating. You know, just kind of as a, side, a sidebar. I mean, did somebody walk around out in the fields during the day with like a whip? Every time a cow bent down to take a bite, it was like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just the power of God at work. But a nationwide fast. Everybody participates and they repented and they called out to God. Remember, this is Nineveh that we're talking about. These are wicked, wicked, wicked people. These are the same people that would take their enemies from battle and impale them on sticks outside the city. These are the same people that would skin those people alive a lot of times before they stuck them on the stick. These are the same people that would stack in a pile outside the city gates decapitated heads of the people that they had defeated. This is the city that we're talking about. And yet it says that their cries of repentance reached out and touched heaven. And in verse 10, God relented from the disaster that He was going to bring upon them. You know what that tells me? You are not so far gone from the grace of God that He cannot reach you. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you've said, where you've been, who you've been with, how many heads you've cut off, how many people you've skinned and impaled on a stick. God's salvation still reaches to you. There's a reason why we say there's hope for the hopeless. But here we have Jonah. One man. One man. That God used to touch the hearts of hundreds of thousands of people. The first time God called Jonah to go to Nineveh, he decided to choose his own path. And he made his own selfish choices. And the outcome was him being tossed overboard during the middle of a storm and swallowed by a fish and having a three-day, three-night vacation inside that belly. Not a very good outcome. But the second time God calls Jonah decided that he would make a different choice. And instead of being selfish, he decided that he would be submissive. And the outcome this time was the salvation of hundreds of thousands of people. I can relate to Jonah in all of this a little bit because I feel like I've experienced something Similar in my own life. I feel like as a believer, God had placed a calling on my life. I don't feel like I know that He did. To just quite simply put it, to be a light. To proclaim the gospel with the platform 
that he had given me to glorify him with the giftedness that he had placed in my life. And instead, my first choice was kind of like Jonah's. I decided instead I would be selfish. That I had a better path already laid out for myself and I would just go down that one instead. And you know what the outcome of that was? No eternal impact whatsoever. Oh, I made an impact. A very, very small, minute, temporal impact that nobody even remembers any longer. But no eternal impact. And for me, it was a missed opportunity. But you know what's cool? Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time. Kind of like Jonah. And what I found was that the second calling that God placed upon my life looked just like the first one. It may have taken a different shape. It might have taken a little different form. But the calling was still the same. It was to glorify Him. It was to use the platform that He had given me for the proclamation of His gospel. It was simply to be used by Him to be a light to the world around me. You know, this time I decided I would make a different choice. This time I decided instead of being selfish, I'll be submissive. And you know what the outcome has become? Things that I have never imagined seeing. Things that I have never imagined God using in my life in ways in which I never imagined Him using my life for His glory. To stand here tonight, guys, can I just testify about my own personal life a little bit? Is a stinking, radical miracle of my Savior. I shouldn't be here. Jonah didn't deserve a second chance. I didn't deserve a second chance. I'd blown the small one that he had given me. But God brought something greater. Jonah had blown the small things in his life. God used something greater to bring salvation to hundreds of thousands of people. I can relate to his story. But you know, what else I found was that my second time story isn't all that unique. Because you see it all through scripture. God told Abraham that he would bring about a great nation from him and Sarah. And after a while they took matters into their own hands because they didn't think it was going to work out like God said that it wouldn't. They messed it all up. Made a big giant mess of things. But God spoke to them again. And the second time, Isaac was born. God put Moses in a position of power in Egypt, lining him up to do some awesome things. But Moses made a gigantic mistake when he murdered a fellow Egyptian. And so he ran from Egypt and he stayed gone for years at a time. But then God spoke again through the burning bush. And the second time Moses went back to Egypt, 400 years of bondage came to an end. Jesus walked up to Peter one day and he said, follow me. And Peter left everything behind for the sake of following Jesus. And Jesus even told Peter, I got plans to use you to build my church. But right before Jesus was crucified, remember what happened? Peter denied him. Jesus dies. Those being the last words that Peter said to him. But after the resurrection, 
Jesus came back and he found Peter. And he said to Peter for the second time, follow me. And just a few days later, Peter preached at Pentecost. Thousands of people gave their life to Christ. What I'm trying to say is, we serve a God of second chances. We serve a God of second chances. And I believe for some of you, the word of the Lord is about to come to you for the second time. Maybe you've really messed up the first time. You know he's called you to reach people, but you made a selfish choice to run instead, spending each opportunity that he gives you on yourself. And the outcome has only been unfulfillment and there's been no eternal impact. Here comes the second time. The calling's still the same. I still got plans to use you for my glory. I still got plans for you to reach people that I'm going to put around your life. I still got plans for you to glorify me with your life. The question is are we going to make a different choice? Are we going to make a choice this time? That's selfish or submissive. This time, I say we submit. And we be determined not to make the choices that crush the opportunity so that this outcome might bring something with it that we never imagined. Thanks again for listening in. What an amazing thing to know that we serve a God of second chances. Our prayer is that this message has been an encouragement to you if you feel like you have blown it in the first time around. God's calling on your life still remains. He is determined to use this for his glory. We just need to submit. Be sure to check back next week as our journey with Jonah continues.